Barely Legal Comedy Podcast with Chris Keogh and Alex Boardman. Music, White Bat Audio, 80s Retro Synthwave Mix. Hello everybody, welcome to Barely Legal Comedy Podcast, which is the second time we've recorded this because I just did one five seconds ago and forgot the title of the podcast. <laughs> so um, it's not that we're editing because of like to make us look good. It was just that the volume levels were wrong. Um, so we had trouble with Barely Legal Comedy Podcast on Instagram because it wouldn't let anyone search for us because it's of the phrase Barely Legal. Yeah, yeah. So you, I think this week, should set up another Instagram account for us. Right, okay. And call it, I don't know what, Legal Comedy Podcast or something. Or right, okay, I'll think of it. I'll comedy Law. Barely Legal, but with Bear spelt wrong, like a, like a bear. Like a animal. bear, yeah, 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 okay. That'll add to the confusion. <laughs> It's like we've built in all these barriers to success. Yeah, yeah exactly. Basically, hide it away, make it so that people are frightened to search for it in <laughs> yeah. case they end up on a list somewhere. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and then and then not tell anyone about it as well on top yeah. of that. Yeah. And then if they do, they'll go to like a sort of gay niche, yeah, bearded big man. And, but maybe that's what they'll that's what they'll want though. Maybe they'll realize well, maybe that that's, that's our new listenership. That, yeah, exactly. And I have no plans to die <laughs> in the future and unfortunately I can't really grow a beard. But um right, so uh, if you ever want to message us, we have got a Gmail account which is oh Christ, I'm guessing it's barely legal comedy podcast at Gmail. Um so this is news to me. I didn't know we had a Gmail. We account. have always had it, um, but I don't know how you'd. Let me see if I can search barely legal pod. This is an exciting start. To barely this legal comedy pod. Well, it is. Bear with me. Barely legal comedy podcast at gmail So, has anybody ever been in touch with you regarding the podcast? <laughs> they have. A few people have been. Right. Um, are you thinking of anyone in particular? In the last week. In the last week. Well, as recently as yesterday. In as fact. recently as yesterday. Who would that be? I received a message from um, comedian Tom Binns. Comedian Tom Binns, who's been uh, in part the subject of the last two episodes, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. And um, the last one being Newton hearing because he's currently waiting. Awaiting that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, as far as I'm aware, that's on the first of August. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, and then the first one was about the case that. Um, lots of comedians were talking about and it's like an alleged downloading of indecent images in which he pled guilty. So, yeah, and and so the first one, so, I mean, I think sort of the the point of of doing these episodes about that is A, because it's of interest to lots of people we know. Yeah. And as a consequence, I saw quite a lot of people sort of making mistakes about the law, you know what I mean? Yeah. and, And it was almost like, well, let's correct this so that everyone knows what it is. So we wanted to tell people that, no, actually, making it just means downloading. It doesn't mean making them as in filming them yourself or, or, you know, whatever. Um, and, you know, it, it is it is a it is a sort of confusing term, you know, name for, for what it is. Yeah. Um, but it's, and, and it's because of the archaic nature of the law and that, you know, they've not changed the actual title of the offence, you know. So, uh, so I wanted to do that and I wanted to explain what Newton hearings were um, and... And I hope we and, and we're trying to do it sort of quite fairly as well. It's an ongoing yeah, case. Yeah, I think you're more fair than me. I probably in the two episodes ago, which you told me off for, <laughs> was a little more like, oh, well, I've made my mind up. And yeah, you yeah. were much more even-handed. 
Yes. Which is the whole point of the podcast, isn't it? Be- yeah. Which you're, is you're, you're the sort of like reckless sort of chaos yeah. element there. <laughs> and I'm the sort of even-handed steadying <laughs> influence. I'm the reactionary <laughs> right-wing Daily Mail reading. Um, so, yeah, and it all goes back to Wilmington, I suppose, which is our very first episode. Yes, exactly. So if you're a new listener, start back at the beginning because it is, even though we're looking at modern cases, it is kind of a course, isn't it? So... Are you allowed to say what he said to you? Are you allowed to reply to him? Have you replied to him? Was it an email? It, it was a, a messenger, like a messenger, like a, like a message right. type thing. So, have you replied to him? Are you allowed to tell us what you've said in that? Well, I've I've, I've not replied as yet. I'm sort of replying now, and I, I, I sort of like I'll explain why I've not replied because what on like publicly. Yeah. Are you replying on I love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think I'll probably message him back as well, to be fair, and, and just, you know, out of courtesy. Thanks for the pictures. <laughs> but um, but the, the, the um, so, 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 yeah, so what he said, I'm not going to say verbatim what, what was said, but he sort of like broadly said that we, we roughly got it right, you know what I mean? So that yeah. was good, certainly the Newton hearing thing. Yeah. Um, and and he, he also said that some of the press reporting hasn't been accurate and that there are things that have been accusations that he says have been dropped that the repressive reporting is matters of fact and so yeah. on um, and I can believe that I've been in proceedings in which I've seen me Mr Keogh prosecuting said and me in quotes and I was like I didn't say that at all yeah. um, once the Blackpool Gazette got my name the wrong way around with the defendant and claimed that I'd been setting fire to bins in Blackpool <laughs> 10 <laughs> not, not Tom bins but like bin like, you know oh, literally waste bins <laughs> But um, the yeah, so so actually, I can accept, I can believe that the reporting from the court reporter might not be entirely accurate. To be fair, right? Um, okay. So so that's that's you know, I, I can understand that position, uh, but I'm, I've not replied because what I don't want to do is get involved in talking about the minutiae of an ongoing case in which he will be, in which the person that I'm talking to is, is already represented. Yeah. Um, and they have you know their defence. You know, you can cause problems just by informally going, oh, what yeah, about yeah. this? You know, of course. So you've got to be mindful that of that. Sense. And and, and I, di- I didn't want to didn't want to do that. Um, and and so I thought it was difficult to to not to, to reply without going potentially going down that route right. and having to go and making me feel real uncomfortable. Going, I'm going to have to stop this now. You know what I mean? And so uh, so yeah. So I've I've not done that, but it was it was it was the first time. The subject of an episode that has ever been in touch with us. Yes, that often before. because they're in prison or, <laughs> yeah, or, or dead. Or dead, because it's, yeah, 100 years <laughs> so ago. So that's, um, that's something. That's something. But it, it, well, what it has been has been a proper reminder to ensure that we actually are even-handed and fair about things because these are real people's lives that are involved. You know, they're real cases and there's real people involved in them. You know what I mean? Victims and perpetrators, everyone should have justice, whatever that means. Yeah. I'm getting on soapbox a little bit here about justice and the rule of law, but I start, you know, I strongly believe that everyone deserves justice, however that, that means. So if you commit an offence, you are punished accordingly, you know, and, and so on. And we'll t- the case we're going to talk about today is where sentencing can can take us away from justice, maybe. Um, and... But but everyone deserves a fair trial. These proceedings haven't finished yet, and everyone has a right to to, and, and yeah. everyone has a right to redemption as well. You I mean so there's got to be redemption involved in there? Um. So so yeah. But because it's a because it's a live case, I don't want to get involved in talking about the man you shy of right. of that. So that's why I think I think last week we tried to make it so that we used it as a vehicle to talk about Newton hearings. So we yeah. said this is what a Newton hearing is, 
And this is why you might be interested in it because if you've been following this particular case, it's going through court at the minute. That's what that's where it's up to. Um, I think I think there was some. I, I think I can say that my sort of um, general sort of views about meeting him has been quite risky. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think I think that Tom Tom Bins also sort of probably agrees with with that probably. Yeah. You know, given that he's in this sort of weird sort of powerless position where although it's still in the prosecution to prove their version of events, because you're introducing their new version of events, you know, you don't have the legal burden of proof to prove it, but you sort of have a tactical burden because you can't, if, if you introduce an explanation and then provide no evidence in support of it, then it's not likely to be found. So although the day fact, you know, it's almost like the, the burden shifts a little bit towards you, you know, so. Yeah. And as I said, you start in a trial in which you've already accepted guilt. You've already admitted yes. guilt. So now, with all this in mind, this is where, oh God, I don't know exactly how to say this. Um, it feels like, right, what would your thoughts be? So Tom Bins clearly listens because yeah. he's replied to you on, and we'd not contacted him. No, but no. we did put it very, you know, it was out in the open. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We couldn't really like hashtag him in, but it's, it's the title of at least one of the episodes, I'm sure, or the yeah. subtitle. So, um, Depending on result, um, would you have, if Tom wanted to come on, would you have him on the episode, an episode in future? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think depending on, on result and whether or not it would be sort of like appropriate, you know what I mean? Yes. Because let's that. face it, we are just like, we do dick jokes as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but but yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's so terrible. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know but, what I mean, though. We're but, not like it's not news night, is it? Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Um, and and you know, there's. I think I think we're more sort of honest than lots of people <laughs> yeah. on news night. To be fair, but no, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I would, I would absolutely have, have 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 him on the on the show if um, you know, depending on how how the results of the Newton hearing is. Yeah. Um, now. I suppose the real question would be, yeah, I, I would be. A would I? I? Well, yeah, but <laughs> I, I would. I would be a hypocrite if I wouldn't. If, if I said no to that question, I think to be honest with you, I've just said everyone deserves a chance of redemption. Yeah, and you, you know, fully and, believe in the rule of law. I fully believe in the rule of law and all that sort of stuff. Um, I don't think we're under any obligation to have people on the no. show. Um, but and he might not want to come on. And he might not want to come on. And it might be that well, actually, if the, if the new team goes against him, that there's nothing to be gained from from. No, no. But, well, but that's a very different matter. It's a different matter entirely. But I, I think if the findings of the court actually they find this that you know aspects of his of his case are proven, um, then then it would be I think it would be interesting to have to have someone who's been through that process on to explain yeah. how you know how I it, agree how it was for them. You know what I mean? Yes, so. I agree, and I think it is in there's lots of interests that served. Uh, not least ours, let's be honest, with our 200 listeners. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I okay then, I agree. Well, I'll leave that talk up to you because um, I would knee-jerk in whatever direction, depending on my mood, frankly, yeah, yeah, whether yeah. I'm hungry and tired or yeah, not. Yeah. So, yeah, you're the voice of reason in that, and I 100% support what you decide. <laughs> 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 I realised I was saying that it was brilliant. <laughs> Just throw that over to you, right? Yeah. Let's put that to one side. Then um, we sat yet again 
looking out my window. Yeah. Don't, if you notice, there's not been any squirrels because um, my tactics have been working. Also, there's a cat, which I've been leaving bits of tune right for, who prowls quite regularly. Right. So Is that helping to keep the squirrels away? I hope so, yes. But um, all the... Then you'll need a dog. Well, you've got a dog. Dog's fine, yeah. Put the the tuner up on the wall. Uh, Dog can't get it. Yeah. Um, But all the tits and sparrows have gone. Right, okay. It is getting to that time of year. To be fair, you'll stop hearing birdsong, for example, after the, you know... And then they come back, apparently, in September, because apparently they just moved to... Because all the meadows are now really full and even bits away, so I haven't been caught for... So the food's plentiful. Yeah. Because I I thought bird food right to make. So anyway, so that's two... That's how it is. That's how it's too wrong. mindset there. Oh, where are the birds? They've all been killed in a plague, clearly. That's, that must be what's happened. I was blaming the squirrels. <laughs> I was also blaming my new bird feeder. So yeah, that's yeah. all business from last episode, tidied up. Tidied up with the exception of anal, um, <laughs> which I can say there have been no new said, developments no, no. in that. Nobody's messaged me about that. So. <laughs> in that general area. Um, so, what is today? I know what today's episode is because uh, I saw it yesterday on Twitter. And Hold then, on then. You, you tell us then. Well, I only saw that um, there's been uh, a ruling by um, a female judge yep. on, is it Carla Thomas? It's Carla Foster, it is. Carla, Carla Foster. Yeah, yeah. So, on the Carla Foster case, so I don't know much more than that apart from. Uh, it was also sort of the same, round about the same time in the last week, Benjamin Mendy um, was. Uh, not, oh I, yeah, that didn't proceed. Yes, or, or the, perhaps was, he was acquitted. I don't know. But he, he'd previously been acquitted, hadn't he? Of no, he was acquitted. Yeah, because um, he was acquitted of he had numerous charge uh, counts of rape and attempted rape and various offences around that. Um, uh, that he, he he basically stood trial for um, in Chester Court, yeah, yeah. and it's and been over the, two or three years. And, and they they acquitted him on someone, but couldn't reach a verdict on the others. It was then retried on the other on the existing so the the the, the uh, cases where it was interesting because one one of our um, I think one of our listeners asked me about um, double jeopardy rules and whether that's a real thing or something they just hear in America and it is real you know, so you can be retried for certain serious cases where there's new evidence but by and large you can't be retried for something for which you've been acquitted or convicted but you can be retried if the jury even if there's been a trial and the evidence has been heard. If the jury haven't reached a verdict on that particular right. charge, so that's what happened with Mendy. He was then retried for those, and he was acquitted at the retrial. So there's there's nothing hanging over him anymore. Right. Um. Similarly, Ryan Giggs also. That was this week. Um. He, I think that I think it was a really similar thing where they'd been a trial. Yeah. And the jury couldn't reach a verdict, and then they redid it, and I think the jury this time did reach a verdict of not guilty. Think. I, I, with with gigs, I, as I understand it, he's not going to be retried for the for the oh, okay. I thought. He, so I don't think he's, he's not been acquitted. I'll just double check that. My understanding was that he there'd been a decision to to not um, to not put him through the retrial, basically. Right. Okay. So what's happened there? And sorry, I've, I've, just, I've just caught up with it. Um, it's not that he wasn't. So basically. Um, it was due to go on trial on the 31st of July with charges with coercive and controlling behaviour against his former partner and assaulting her sister. Um, and that was the matter for which he'd already been tried for, but they couldn't reach a verdict on it. Um, and 
but the, the prosecution basically withdrew the case so they just they confirmed at a, at a hearing on Tuesday that they wouldn't be pursuing the case and therefore he was formally found not guilty. So he's right. not been acquitted after a trial. There's, not, there's been no jury involved. It's just that there's been no evidence offered. Therefore, there's no case to answer. No, it says no. there, I'm just reading, it says because Kate Greville, uh, who is his ex-girlfriend, didn't want to give the evidence again. That was the reason yeah. for CPS. Yeah. So so because because obviously she is, this is she's effectively the key witness in, in all of this. This is she's the only person who who can know what behaviour you know that he he's been accused of because she was the subject of it, um, allegedly. Um and she'd already given given evidence once um in August last year, um and clearly she didn't want to go through that procedure mm. um again, and so she. She pulls out. You've got not, you've not got a case, so therefore you can't answer everything. Now this is the thing. You, what you'll see on Twitter, I imagine, and I've seen this with lots of different. Mason Greenwood being Mason a really being a good example of this. Yeah, is that people going? Well, no, he's been found innocent. now, therefore he's absolutely innocent, and blah 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 blah. And it's and that's not how how it works. You know what I mean? He's been found in this case. It clearly says he's been found not guilty, and because because the evidence has been removed, that doesn't mean that she was making it up. It's just that actually going through a trial is really stressful and traumatic. I don't want to do it again. And she's back saying, that's not to say that he definitely did all of this stuff, but that's why he's been found not guilty. Right. Um, and so and so he's not been found innocent. No one gets found innocent. Yes. This is the thing. And it's one that bugs me that when they go, his innocence, <laughs> his innocence has been proven. It's like, no, it hasn't. No. <laughs> his innocence hasn't been maintained. If you look at the Wilmington principle, you know what I mean? But yeah. he's not been found innocent. They've not looked at all the evidence and gone, yes, you definitely didn't do this. Leave the court and tell everyone what an innocent man you are. It's just that he's not been found guilty. So Right. So this all leads on to Carla Foster. Yes. So tell us the... F- so this was this week. What's the date today? It's about the 19th of July. Yeah. It is the 19th of July. So I think this was yesterday. Um, it was either Monday or Tuesday uh, when this verdict came out. Yeah. So um, tell us some of the facts and tell us about the judge and tell us about the... Right, so um, so Carla Foster was, um, I think she was 44 at the time of the offence, um, 45. She'd, she'd basically admitted illegally procuring her own abortion. Right. That's a very archaic way of wording this because it comes under, so she was, she was found guilty under Section 58 of the Offences Against the Person Act, um, which um, is, is an archaic, so it creates the offence of unlawful procurement of miscarriage what we would call an abortion. Yes. Now, what's interesting about about this, about that offence, is that it comes under the Offences Against the Person Act from 1861. And we'll come on to talk in a minute about the timings of pieces of legislation and and, and rights to abortion and stuff like that. Um, Is that lots of people are surprised that it's actually an offence to have an abortion. But what you know, there is no right to have an abortion. In the UK. In the UK. I think people know, like in certain places like Ireland for ages, it was huge issue yeah but most people think that women have the right to an abortion that if if you go and say to the doctor can I have an abortion please he'll go yes of course you can have an abortion and that it's actually just a a medical procedure that's regulated Mm. under general rules regarding uh, medical procedures but it's not the case it's a criminal offence to have one except for in certain circumstances yes now what happened in this case is that she it was during lockdown she had uh, I'm sure Alison will probably be aware of the facts of the case so very briefly um she'd moved back in with her former partner but was pregnant by another man that she'd been having a relationship yeah. with in, in the interim period while they've been separated 
Um, it was that, it was like right at the start of the first, it was when the first lockdown was in its full swing, when it was a stressful time for lots of people. Yeah. Um, especially for people with children who were stuck yeah. in the house with them. Um, she has three children. I'm not sure exactly what their ages are. I know that one of them has additional needs because they are uh, autistic. Um, and uh, basically she didn't want to have this child that she was, that she was carrying. Um, no, she couldn't go and see a doctor as she would do normally because of the lockdown. You know, everything stopped. No one could get anything done. You know, no matter how important it was, like cancer treatment. Sorry, no, all everything that stopped. Sort of stuff. Everything stopped. stopped, didn't it? So it was at that time when everything stopped and every and everything was weird as well. You know, so that's the context in which she did that, and that's important, I think, in this case. Um, and so she, um, she basically there was a way of being able to uh, get sort of the pills to be able to. Um, you know, to, to, to induce, to induce an abortion. Because what you do is, you in, at a certain stage, you induce birth. Yeah. Just giving birth to a stillborn rather than a, a, yeah. a, a, a living child. So um, she, um, she th- and there was a way of doing that. Um, but she basically had to say that she was under, you could only do it up to 10 weeks of pregnancy. And effectively over the phone, she said, yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I'm under 10 weeks pregnant. And they all went, yes, fine. Send yeah. her off your drugs. Make sure you take them before you get to 10 weeks pregnant. You know, that system as a whole sounds like it's Very fraught dodgy, with yeah. danger. But again, yeah. it was in the first lockdown when everything just suddenly changed and people were trying to work out how to how to do all do all the you know carry on yeah. without being able to leave the house. You yeah. know. So 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 that's what happened there. Now she basically administered drugs to herself. So she, she got these drugs through the post. Um and it was found that she must have been about 34 weeks pregnant, I believe. So that's because really there is a cut late. off anyway, isn't there? There's a cut off for when you can have abortion, which is twenty four weeks. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, it's and that's another big issue, isn't it? Especially with like the, um, I think in America where it's still in various states, I think it's different state to state, and I think um, it's always around about twenty two weeks, isn't it? Yeah, because they're so, saying after that, I think it's getting to the point where it's fully formed. Yeah, the fetus is fully it's formed. it's like that point. And what's interesting, like this is like a classic sort of um essay slash dissertation question you know not just not just in law but in sort of philosophy yeah yeah and so on it's like at what what point does life begin you know what i mean does it begin you know it's you know and and and, and any line you draw is sort of arbitrary to you know be be led Mm. by science and what the baby can understand and can experience and can and and so on but ultimately there's 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 a point here you think about what we're talking about with um with an abortion is that at what point is the is the fetus a child and a different person, and at what point is it a part of the woman? Because what what lots of abortion rights? Why is a woman's right to control? You know, it's an autonomous right to control what happens within her own body, and 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 what the law says is that oh, actually after twenty four weeks, that's not part of your body. That's someone else. Yeah. There, you know what I mean, and and it's. 24 weeks, so why not 23? Is it so you know, like, yeah, exactly. Why yeah. not 25? Totally you know, it's, isn't it? it's, there's, there's, there will always be anywhere where you draw a line of sand, there'll be sand, there'll be archery. Now, and, and there'll be things that are in a gray area that you know where it's close to that line. Now, in this case, she was well beyond, you know, what I mean, is the thing she was like 34 weeks. Um, and and so as a consequence, I think that's why she was, you know, it, it was it was viewed dimly by the court, you know, yeah. um, in the. You know the the case is, is 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 horrific. You know she she effectively took these pills um, and 
instigated. She had to give birth therefore at home. She was forty four as well. She was forty four years old. And without the usual hospital yeah, yeah, support. Yeah, yeah. There's I think there's a lot of potential problems there. Past forty, I think there's loads of things start to increase every year. The chance of miscarriage, chance of stillbirth, yeah, yeah, chance yeah. of I think other problems within giving to what we might describe as a healthy baby. Yeah. Problems for the mum as yeah. well to her own person. And people, yeah, yeah, and this was time people just left to just get on with stuff yeah, at yeah. home. It was a bit like, this is what it'd be like if society collapsed. Yes, you know? it was. It was society <laughs> did collapse, didn't it? Um, and, yeah, and, and, so, and so she, she what, so what she did is she administered drugs to procure abortion. So this is, Section 58 says, every woman, so only women can commit this offence, is one of the few... <laughs> well, let's not go down that area. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Person. And, let's well, say person. Well, and well, here is a, a good example of why this is, you know, the argument is that it should be decriminalised. The law is from 1861. So the, so every woman, you think that that should be a fairly sort of, you know, yeah. innocuous beginning. But actually, no, that's... That's open to interpretation because of how society has moved on and yes. changed. Do you know what I mean? So yes. it's like every woman being with child who, with intent to procure her own miscarriage, shall unlawfully administer to herself any poison or other noxious thing, um, or shall unlawfully use any instrument, blah, 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 um, with intent to procure the miscarriage, and, and then you can do it to someone else as well. But so basically, any woman being with child who, with intent to procure her own miscarriage, shall unlawfully administer to herself any poison or other noxious thing, Shall and being convicted thereof shall be liable to be kept in penal servitude for life. Wow, so it's the same <laughs> as murder. So Why is murder? So the same. Well, it's not murder, is it? Because the no, sorry, the the sentence. The offence is like life. So yeah. So obviously, murder carries a mandatory life sentence. This just carries a maximum sentence. Right. Oh, okay. Shall be liable to be kept in penal servitude for life. Now, just the wording of that. Shall be liable to be kept in penal servitude for life is is you know you've had to look at it there and go what does that mean you know mm. like that's it's 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 ridiculous um, so what she clearly committed this offence because she um, with intent to procure her own miscarriage she had that yeah um, she's a woman being with child yes yes and she unlawfully administered to herself any poison or other or other noxious thing the drugs that she got over the yes. phone now. You so we've got some very new... unlawfully there though is is the key word, isn't it? Yes. Unlawfully administered to herself. So the point at which she lies, so if she'd have been under ten weeks, she wouldn't have been unlawfully administered administering that. Right. Because she was thirty four weeks, yeah. she was unlawfully administering those because she'd effectively obtained the drugs by deception by saying that I'm only I'm under ten weeks pregnant. Because yeah. effectively, like taking the morning after pill is is what it is. It's a stronger form of that. People go and do that all the time without thinking anything of it. Yeah. So it's the same act, but it's just further down the line. Yeah, 34 weeks further on. Now, yeah. we do have a lot of, according to figures, new listeners. So that was a perfect example there of both the mens rea and the actus reus yes. of an offence being mentioned in the act. If you go back and start at the beginning, we cover that really, yeah. really clearly. Yeah. You cover that really clearly. I muddy the water. Often. <laughs> um, so if you're a bit lost, go back um, and start at the beginning. Sorry, that's always going to butt in and say, and I'm going to put you on the spot later um, yeah. about murder. Yeah. Okay. I look forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a question about murder. Yeah. Okay, good. Right. So, um, so, so, that's, so that's what happened. And then she, um, she basically sort of, um, 
admitted it to the police is a thing, you know, that the I've not I've not read a full case report of it. Yeah. Because that must have been pretty I'm trying there to, must be horror. She, well apparent, apparently the whole thing was horrific. It must be because you know, like we're she, what? she's had to go through she's had to go through childbirth, which is we're horrific. Five anyway. weeks before she would give birth anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably I mean babies are born a lot sooner than that yeah, and yeah, yeah. live under you know, in an incubator, don't they? Yeah. So and this is probably all done at home. Yes. With an autistic child and two other children and, and, and the stresses and the, of lockdown. Well, and the person and her ex who she's now moved back in with, who yeah. back together with, you know, so so there's all of that going on. And I think she said that basically when, when she gave birth to like to it looked like a, a baby. Of course it was. And it was yeah. her baby. And she said like that that she's haunted by images of the child's face. You know, it's it's horrific. If if you read a, if you wrote a book about it, but like you could you could write a really brilliant metaphysical book about that whole scenario. Just to, you know, yeah, um, awful. And and it's 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 a tragic case for everyone involved with it. You yeah, know what I mean, it's that that's the thing. Um. So anyway, she was then she ultimately was was convicted because she pleaded guilty to it. You know, she'd done these things. Um. And she um. I don't know if you recall back in June, basically. Um, she was um, sentenced, and it, it created a bit of a furore, basically, or furore, however you. Yeah, I always said furore, but furore, I've heard furore yeah. more recently. Yeah. This is a court of appeal case, isn't it, from two days ago? Yes. So back in June, she was sentenced to a twenty-eight-month prison term for inducing the abortion. Right. Okay. So now you think about twenty-eight months, so over two years. Yes. Which means that she would serve half of that in prison, and the other half would be. Um, served um, on license, basically having been released, uh, for which she could then be recalled to prison uh, if she if she breached the terms of, of the license. You know, she was, um, she was she had remorse. She was she was full of remorse. You know, like yeah. and, and you know, and, and I think the judge sort of accepted it. It was a sad case. Now, what's interesting about the sentencing for these is that I was looking at it because um, there's no sentencing guidelines for this offence. Normally, for most offences, right. there are sentencing guidelines which makes it a formula there's there's room for maneuver within each of the bands that you put it in you know so so you'll you'll, you'll look at culpability and harm for most criminal offenses like how culpable was the defendant how much harm was caused and you, and you, you work out and that'll put you on a table and that's your starting point you then look at different aggravated and mitigating circumstances and the guidelines give you sort of like what's relevant for those things as well within this type of offending you know so so it's, it's quite it, it, it is formulaic, as I said, albeit there is room for interpretation. Yes. Now, with this, there's, there's no guidelines. So, basically, all you've got is the wording of, of the Act, which is that you're liable to be sent to prison for life. You know? And, yeah. And, that, and that's it. Um, now, what the judge in the original case, he relied on a previous um, case to, to, to guide him in terms of the sensing of someone else who had um, terminated, uh, who, who had caused their own abortion at a similar stage. And I think she got eight years. I can't remember the name of the of, of the of the woman in question in that particular case, but um, his honour, Mr. Justice uh, Pepperall, who was the original sentencing judge, he used that case to guide him and, and came out at 28 months. Now, despite the fact that he sort of said that um, even, you know, uh, even with um, his... Uh, he took into account all the circumstances. And the one that I couldn't understand, really, was the fact that she has three children, one of whom... Um, depends on her for, yeah. for support, um, and she was t- going to be taken away from them, and she, you know, she has been taken away from them for a period of time, um, for over, over a year. You know, and it's like, well, 
Where is the public interest in that? What's the what's the point of mm. of, of de- depriving those children of, of their mother? You know, there, there was no issues as far as aware. There's no issues of, of her fitness to be a mother. You know what I mean? She's 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 doing a, a fine, you know, a, an at least adequate job there. You know. Yeah. So 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 there's it, it seemed like you were punishing the existing children. So I I couldn't understand why why the, the judge felt the need to go down that route. Um, and I think he sort of like he ended his, he ended his sort of by say, saying, "I expect this to be, oh, I expect this sentence to be appealed." Yeah, he sort of said that, you know. And it may well be that he felt his hands were tied because of the previous case law and the fact that there was no guidelines. And he felt that if I go too low on this, it'll be appealed by the CPS anyway. Yeah, blah, you know. Um, I don't know, basically. Um, but this is it's a good example of why sentencing guidelines are useful because you can have some sort of consistency and know what you're going to get. Um, so, so that was the case, and it created a quite, like I say, it, cre- it created a, a, a furore, a furore, furore, yeah. or whatever, whoever you're yeah. pronounce it, at the time with various sort of organisations, including medical professionals and all that, writing to the judge um, to ask for leniency, and, and well, I think they'd done that before, the, the sentencing, um, and, you know, there, there was a lot of, there, there, was a, there was a lot of publicity about it, basically. So that then led to um, a, a, an appeal against sentence. Um, which took place this week, um, yesterday, and basically on appeal, her case, her sentence was reduced from the 28 month that it had been to 14 months um, uh, in prison, so it was reduced by half, and more importantly, um, it was suspended um, for the for the remaining term. Right, so just sentence. go through what suspended sentences mean. So a suspended sentence is like, so basically, you've effectively crossed the custody threshold, so uh, you, 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 your, yeah. your offence is, is serious enough that you should that you can go to prison. However, because of this, your personal circumstances, the mitigation uh, that you've been able to offer, um, it's deemed that it wouldn't be appropriate for you to be go to for you to go to prison immediately. So it will be suspended for a period of time, um, and it's normally a, a finite period of time that it will be suspended for. Yeah. Um, and you basically will. Um, and what that means is that if, if you commit another offence within the period of suspension, then that will trigger that sentence. So you'll be sentenced for the other offence that you do, and, and also yeah. this custodial sentence will then kick in, and you'll have to spend that in prison rather than not in prison. Yeah. So it's effectively like you know a proper, like a final warning: be on your best behaviour, otherwise you go to prison. So so that that's what that's what's happened here. So she's she's been. Um, so it's been, yeah, it's been suspended uh, to allow her to basically, you know, the point about her children, I was reading like, she's not actually been able to see her children for 35 right. days. Or for the mo- or, or to put, put that the other way, her children not been able to see her. So one of her children who's autistic, his mum's just disappeared one day, or his or her mum's just disappeared yeah. one day. And that's that. And it, it, she's not had any contact with them. Yes. Not had any contact at all. You know, like that's... You know, for a month, it's a long time. You know, so so it's um, yeah, and 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 so I think it was the uh, Dame Victoria Sharp who was sitting with Lord Justice Holroyd and Mr. Mrs. Justice Lambert at the Court of Appeal. Basically, said all the things that everyone else said. It's a very sad case, and I think that uh, Dame Victoria Dame Sharp said that it's a case that calls for compassion, not punishment. Now, this is what I try and sort of teach my students: is that you know, is that there's various different theories about criminal law. You know, it can be, um, it can be, it can be to punish. It can be to reform. 
Um, it, sometimes the law might just be wrong, and, 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 and this is what we're going to talk about now, is that why is this particular matter, why is this a criminal law matter and not a medical issue? You know, there are, there are various campaigns to decriminalise abortion, basically. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think it should, what, what do you think? The, what do you think the risks might be if we decriminalise it? Well, what's the purpose keep of keeping it criminal? Well, many, um, <laughs> many. Well, honestly, what do I think about this? We don't know the full facts, firstly, because yeah. we've not heard them. But thirty-four weeks, the all, the whole thought of that that feels like we have to take this case on its own individual merits. But it feels awful to me. And it feels terrible yeah and we do not want that well we don't want it i mean this what what viewpoint have i got because i'm a man and i'm never going to be pregnant on the other side no, of it not with that attitude no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but 30 34 weeks five weeks from birth could have been probably been born healthily yeah it has to at some point be you can't just hand that over to medicine to decide it has to be a criminal offense what well, yeah okay what why can that not be for medicine to decide why does it why does, why does it have to be a criminal ultimately uh, well because well because who's who's then deciding i think it has to, i think morally there has to be some point where abortion is not an option. Okay. And it, it's not 34 weeks. I don't know what we were talking. Is it 24 weeks? Is it 22 weeks? Is it 18 weeks? But it, it wouldn't necessarily release... I mean, like, you could regulate it without it having to be, you know, a, a criminal sanction for the person, for, for the woman in question. So, for example, if it's a regulated medical procedure, mm. um, it has to be done correctly within certain rules. So you, you, could, you could sort of say that, you know... Say for these exceptional circumstances, you can't have an abortion after a certain period of time. You yes. want to make it a medical thing there, and that if the abortion then does take place after this time, it's not the woman in question who's committed an offence. It's the hospital. It's, it's, it's the hospital who who have yeah. breached, and and they then get um they get dealt with effectively having breached their own sort of regulations. It's not a criminal offence, but it is it's it's one you know, and and that that sort of regulatory oversight like you have for every other medical procedure yeah um, ensures that it's done correctly i just i'm really uncomfortable um i've not thought about this well enough so i'm not sure how qualified my answer is there is something inside me at 34 weeks that is saying this is awful yeah and there does have to be a cutoff it feels like as almost as, as a point of principle Yes, because you can't just at thirty four weeks. You can't just go right. I want an abortion. But how many people think could do that though? Because that's I don't know. Well, this is the other thing, isn't it? We don't know the figures. So if there's three people a year go right at thirty four weeks, I've changed my mind. Or you know what happened? There's a million scenarios, isn't there? What if the lady's been in the mother to be has been in a coma for thirty three weeks? Yeah, and it turns yeah. out she was raped. So is she never allowed to abort? Or you know, I don't know if they'd even. If the baby would even survive under those circumstances. Well, yeah, well, like, well, they couldn't. They couldn't do it at that at that stage. 
um, anyway, you know, 24 weeks is the cutoff point. Yeah. Can be done. So what's happened here is like up to 10 weeks, you can do it at home. After 10 weeks, between 10 weeks and 24 weeks, you have to do it in a clinic. After 24 weeks, you can't have an abortion. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing. You, you could still keep those boundaries, but not make it a criminal offence. <clears throat> you know, like that's the that's the thing. But and you, know, could, and you could have other criminal offence, you could have other offences that might be in there, such as, you know, like in this case, obtaining these drugs by deception or something like that, you know, that the, to deter mm. people from doing it. I suppose well, the deterrent's the factor, isn't it? And everything we know about deterrent within wise, it's not... Re- that's supposedly one of the... You were talking a bit before about what is the purpose of law. Deterrent is one of... Is one of the things, yeah. Deterrent in order to protect the public as well. Is all, yeah. yeah, but deterrent is really... Every study that comes out about deterrent always said... It's really negligible that that is in effect. So yeah, people yeah. do not stop murdering or robbing because they're frightened of going to prison. It's just seems people just don't do it. Yeah, no. yeah. Like there's, there's, I don't think there's anyone gone like, oh yeah, I'll, um, I could do a bit of murdering today. Oh no, but oh, it's against the law, and never yeah, get yeah, to prison. Of course. You know, people wouldn't, people don't do it. Well, we say that, but we've always grown up in a society where we've been told that it's wrong and that that's enforced yeah, by criminal law. Yeah, most people wouldn't do it. But people wouldn't do it. And I think it's the same with this. I think most people wouldn't no. do it. Well. You're right there in the 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 only so I want just to take briefly but we are, we've already sort of run over what we would normally do since the end of the episode um, is that so it's an offence under the 1861 Act now think about the context of what what was what was this what was society like then yes you know women couldn't even vote at that point you right know? so yeah so you you so some man said right a woman being with child can't do this yeah still okay, in the middle blah, 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 yeah blah. still yeah. in the middle of the Victorian period it, it was it was revolution. That, I think James Mumby went on to be the head of the family division um, he said um, a few years ago in you know in the last sort of ten years or so that. Basically, when the Offences Against the Person Act was made, Britain was on the cusp of the modern era. You know, so, yeah. so it's almost that's how old it is. This, you know, and it's not just for this particular section fifty eight, but all the Offences Against the Person are written in a in an archaic way we've, that we've had to decipher and ch- and change the interpretation of it so that maliciously means recklessly now. You know, like if it means recklessly, just say recklessly, yeah. change the act. You know, but then isn't that why there's no sentencing guidelines? Because so what? Yeah, well, so it kind of. I mean, there are sentencing guidelines for other offences from on on, on this, this yeah, for like section eighteen and and so on. Yeah, yeah, they have sentencing guidelines, but this doesn't. Um, but it's it's just it's so so you've got that now there was then the abortion act in 1967 so most people think that abortion isn't a criminal matter and that actually up until this cut point of 24 weeks you can just go and have an abortion but that's not the case you know what I mean yeah I didn't it, it's, know st- that, it's I... still a criminal offence to have an abortion unless it complies with certain things and effectively the abortion act gives the criteria in which it then it creates a defence. Yeah. For the offence almost. So basically, you you so you the wording of it is interesting. So section one, medical termination of pregnancy, section one of the abortion act of nineteen sixty seven. I'll talk about why it being made in the late sixties is relevant to to the wording of this particular act as well. In a minute. So it's, subsection one says, subject to the provision of this section, a person shall not be guilty of an offence under the law relating to abortion. So it creates a defence. You're not guilty if. Basically, two registered medical practitioners are of the opinion, formed in good faith, that the, pre- a, the, that the pregnancy has not exceeded its 24th week. So that's the cut-off point for that. And that the continuance of the pregnancy would involve risk greater than if the pregnancy were terminated, of injury to the physical or mental health of the pregnant woman or any existing children of her family, or that the termination is necessary to prevent 
grave permanent injury to the physical and mental health of the pregnant woman, or that the continuation of the pregnancy would involve risk to the life of the pregnant woman, greater than if the pregnancy were terminated. So you can see it, it's, you know, it's like, it's quite, it's quite narrow. Now the courts have interpreted some of these things a bit quite widely. So for example, in determining whether the continuance of a pregnancy would involve such risk of injury to health, as is mentioned in paragraph A or subset of subsection one of this section, account may be taken of the pregnant woman's actual or reasonably foreseeable environment. Now that's not helpful. It's quite yes, wide, yes. It's, but it's not, the wording of it is, is when it could be clearer what they mean by that. Now it, it's been, it's been interpreted quite broadly that basically that effectively if this child, if this given birth to this child is going to make you depressed, you really don't want to have it. There's a risk that, you know, then, then, then that would be sufficient to fall under that very wide definition. So, so there's case law to 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 back that up as well, um, and which is, which is interesting though. But you still have to go through this rigmarole of having two doctors go, yes, I agree that. So, so that's different from a right to have an abortion. You still yeah, you're still yeah. relying on an external. You're still relying on there being something that's different about this particular pregnancy. Um, than than a normal one, so you don't you can't just go. Actually, I don't want this. Yeah, out you pop. You know what I mean. So yeah, so so you've got to do it. And, and again, so that's where you talk about the morning after pill, which you can just go and get from the chemist and take. You're like, where you know, where's the line there? Then you know. Um, what was interesting is like this. So, but that is all about ensuring that abortions are safe. It was you know it was passed in 1967. Basically, at this time, you've got the 60s, the sort of sexual revolution, people's sexual behaviour in this country yeah. changed massively. And the pill about that time And the pill about well. that time, all of that sort of stuff, so, you know, all, all that thing that was going on there, there were lots of, at that point, backstreet abortions going on, taking place. Um, and so what this did was, was to make it so that you can go and get an abortion somewhere and, and therefore let's regulate this and so on. And it was a step in the sort of step towards it being a right, but it's not a right um, as yet. And there's been nothing further since then. So, right. you know, so 1861 and 1967, and then that's it. We're still using those laws now. Now, the argument would be that wh why is it a criminal matter? Why can't we just regulate this? If, if we're talking about making these things safe and sort of we tipped our toe in the water there a little bit in 1967, why don't you go the full hog? Get, go the whole hog, get rid of the criminal elements of it because that doesn't really serve any, any purpose other than occasionally creating these sort of, sad cases and bad and bad cases and bad cases make and hard cases make bad law you know what i mean so yeah it, it's, it's it, why <clears throat> what's why the rest of that? europe um how say sweden and germany and well I think, I think most of us of europe are similar to us it's not decriminalized in those places i think that i think they have a a, a younger a, a, a lower cutoff point i think it might be 12 weeks there um and i remember lots of parts of europe like italy and spain for example are catholic countries well yes, so that's so, going to have an, an issue yeah I, I think Ireland are further ahead than us now because of the, you know, the the, the one place that's decriminalised it entirely is Canada. Right, Canada, okay. In, in 1988, they decriminalised abortion and it's now just regulated um, by, the, by the medical profession as anything else would be. Um, and basically what they found in Canada was that the abortion rate didn't increase. People didn't start going, yes, finally, abortion. Yeah, there you go. People well, didn't that's... want to do it. Um, Abortion rate in Canada is actually lower than in this country, so you know it's. Thing it, and it also didn't it didn't create people having abortions later term as well. You know people sort of knew early on 
that they didn't want to have this baby and terminated it well within the 24-week period anyway, despite that not being an issue. Yeah. So, so it actually didn't have any impact. So the floodgates weren't opened. Um, uh, so, and, and the, you know, so, so those concerns haven't shown to be the case in Canada. It's just properly and ethically regulated. Um, and and so, so, that being the case, my argument here would be, is the criminal or the best or most useful tool probably, to use here? Probably not, then. It's the 34 weeks that makes me But there will really... be some exceptional cases yeah, there where, uncomfortable. Where, where a doctor might say, I can't ethically in good faith do yes. this. Um, so you're going to have to give birth to this child and put it up for adoption or whatever, yeah. you know, so. And, and it's, what's interesting, though, is that, is that I, think this, I found this case interesting because of the circumstances in which he committed the offence. You know, context is really crucial here. You know, it was the, it was the lockdown. People weren't thinking right. You know, she's done something, gone through something that's horrific. That's probably scarred her yeah. for the rest of her life. Is, um, is she, is she, what did she say on this? Do we know that? Beyond other than other than the fact that she was traumatized by the whole procedure yeah. and she was, and the, the the child, she almost regretted it. The child's face is something that will haunt her forever yeah. and all that sort of stuff. It's not. Well, yes, fine, yeah, good. I'm gonna do another one. No, but, no, of course not. Mm, what's interesting though is that there is another case. Um, she appeared in court, I think, yesterday or the day before. Bethany Cox, she appeared at Teesside Magistrate, Magistrate's Court, charged with procuring her own miscarriage shortly after the first COVID lockdown. And she was 22 years old at the time, and she's charged under Section 58 as well. So we can see how that case progresses yeah. and whether or not this case has an impact on that. And how far was she, does it say? Do we not know? Um, I think I think she was quite far on as well. Um, she, well, she must have been beyond ten weeks, so we know that. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly. Wouldn't how. though the law then, if it did stay a legal issue, wouldn't there be defences, as in, so if you're thinking of like sort of temporary insanity for as a defence to murder. Yeah. Um, with the exceptional circumstances of lockdown. Would there not be defences that if essentially excused it? That basically negated any criminal? Potentially. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you, 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 could, you could build in. I mean, obviously, the abortion act is that sort of thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's a defence that's built into the system. Yeah. So, so you could do that. My argument would be, is like, well, if you're going to create all of these defences that involve the medical profession, just take it out of the criminal law's hands and make it a medical yeah. issue. You know what I mean? Like it, does, it doesn't need... I don't think you're going to have... It's not deterring people from doing it because it's horrific and it goes, I think it probably goes against a lot of most people's sort of nature. Um, so I, I don't think... You don't know. I think you can, I think you can make the argument for lots of offences. You yeah. can sort of say, well, actually... But for certain offences, I think, I think you do need to be, to be punished. I can sort of, I can see both sides of the argument. Yeah. My, I think I think my my particular position is that I don't think it's a matter for the criminal courts um, as such, um, simply because there's no deterrent element. No one's going to be rehabilitated as a yeah, result of going through this process. Yeah. It will literally just punishment. And, and and where it's just punishment, I don't think that that's the right way for the law to proceed. No. So so that's that's although why I, effectively. Um, Carla Foster has done 35 days for it had 
I know that set the precedence of this next lady, this Mrs. Cox, the 22-year-old. Yeah. The precedent is your sentence will be suspended, so it's essentially no. Well, possibly not, though, because we don't know what her situation is. She, she might not have other children to look after and so on. You know, caring responsibilities, they're, they're a big, yeah. you know, they're a big um, factor in, in getting a, a sentence suspended. So if she doesn't have any of that, then she might it might not be the case. True. And this is the issue that we've got, is like wh- where there are no sentencing guidelines, it's a, it's, it's, it's not clear who's, what's going to happen to you. And that's, again, the reason that we have sentencing guidelines is so that there's consistency. So if you commit an offence in London, you'll be convicted, you'll be sentenced for it in the same way that you would be convicted in rural Northumberland. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. you're not just sort of, all right, I'm going to go to Leicestershire because that's the murder county because I'll get away with that. You know, like... But this is this not mm. the whole point of case law. Precedent does allow for that the, to, to some yeah, degree. Yeah, and it's flexible and then they'll import tests. Yeah. So they'll, they'll go off various, like, oh, so... The, the threshold for murder is this, the threshold for... And they'll sort of go, well, I'll apply this to it and it'll sort of... Is that not what case law is? It's not there to sort of... Well, yeah, well, I think one of the issues you've got, you've got here is that there's not, there's not lots and lots of cases about this. No. You know, the case of Carla Foster was guided by the previous case, which the one got eight years, you know, which yeah, is a long yeah. time. Um, and, but then again, you, 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 you know, I can also see that ultimately... A baby with a newborn or very close to being born, is there a more vulnerable victim than that? And no. You say not. So that's an automatic aggravating factor. So, you know, it, it's it's not easy. But again, I personally, I think this should be a medical issue right. that is regulated there. Okay. And then you could potentially, if someone steps outside of the medical grounds and just completely ignores any, you know, doesn't even engage medicine, at that point you can have an offence. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 could, you could have a separate offence. For it, but I, th- I think where where medical science is such that we know that we can do these things safely and, and efficiently, make it a medical issue. Then anyone yeah. who chooses to not go down that route has no excuse then because it's, right. it's, it's yeah so okay that's the bit different yeah because I was thinking it just anyway um right so is are you ready for what I was going to throw at you yes which felt a bit more related to this <clears throat> um. 10, 15 minutes ago than it does now. But it's in a different way. It kind of is sort of related. So, while we're in this vague area, yeah. murder, because we've been talking about murder quite a bit, can, if I were to punch a woman in the stomach, I don't know why I said me, someone punches a woman in the stomach, someone stabs a woman in the stomach, yeah. um, someone shoots a woman in the stomach that's pregnant, Yeah. Um, what... And the baby subsequently dies. How how does that? Um, what is it? Murder. So if the woman's if the woman's fine, so the mother to be is fine. But if the baby's at thirty five or thirty six weeks and dies, can you be tried for murder? If it's at twenty weeks, if it's at ten weeks, is that must have happened? Yes. So what's the law on it? Is that just on case law as well? Is the legislation would it be covered by the Homicide Act? So so that that would be basically destruction of a child. It's the same sort of offence as as this one. So if you just allow me a second to get the act up, and I'll show, I'll tell you what tell you what it is. Yes. So it's it's the offence. So it's it's not murder, which is a common law offence. It's um, the the under section one of the Infant Life uh, 
Preservation Act of 1929. Um, basically, that any person who with intent to destroy the life of a child capable of being born alive. So that's where you get to this. Yeah. You know, and you would probably say it was beyond 24 weeks. Um, by any will flight causes a child to die before it, ex- before it has an existence independent of its mother. So because it's not got an existence, it's not been born yet, it's not a legal person. So therefore you can't, so it's not a person existing under the queen, the king's peace, yeah. which is what you need for uh, murder to have occurred. So it's, yeah, so it's not murder, it's an offence under section one, subsection one of the Infant Life Preservation Act 1929. Um, and basically you can be sent to prison for life for that. So you're not a murderer, you're an infant destroyer. Basically. Right, okay. Um, yeah. So and it's not breathing on its own till the umbilical cords cut. Yeah. It's been, after it's been it's, born. It's be, yeah, yeah. So like, it has an existence independent of its mother. Yeah. So while it's still in utero, it's clearly not independent no. of its mother. Um, and therefore, it can't be. Yeah, it, it can't be murder. Um, but it is. It's, it's the offence under Section One of the Say of the Nineteen Twenty Nine Act. Right. So. So yeah. That's um, very interesting. Lots of compare and contrast. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I'm just really uneasy about the film. <laughs> really, really, really uneasy. No, no, I, th- I think I think that you're right um, to to be uneasy about it. It's not an easy. It's not an easy no. thing, you know. And I think when you get to it, you can, you can probably make it an offence after a certain time period, you know, like where it's capable of being born alive. Then this comes into play. Up until that point, why is it a criminal offence that has this defence for it? Just stop it being a criminal offence, mm. and then it can. And then I think as well, if we knew the full facts. It, it's probably well as you say it's tragic and as the judge said it's really tragic and it's we don't know the full facts do we no. so there's probably so much more to it yes yes but yeah. obviously there's lots of case law in what capable of being born alive means as well yeah which we've got time to go into now maybe we'll do another episode let's do <laughs> <laughs> right so everybody um, we might have put a tip jar up if I can figure out how to do it. So if you want to give us a tip after that, I would, I'd be honest, I wouldn't. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think we've got any extra content yet, but we, we're going to be trying soon, but it's just taking forever in it because we're busy. Yeah. So um, speed it along, leave us a tip. Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Uh, anyway, don't do that. Do it if you want. Only yeah. you can afford it. And yeah, yeah. We're not that bothered. The, the, the way I see it is like, if you, if you sort of think, oh, I'd, I'd buy him a pint. If I bumped into him, you knew... You knew yeah, a pint me. where, though? A pint in London? Well, well, Seven yeah, quid. Copenhagen. I would buy that man a pint in That's Copenhagen. That's worse. It's 15 What about, like, rural Greece and its <laughs> local beer yeah, yeah. and it's 50p a bottle? I would buy that man a pint in the mid-70s. <laughs> 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 I'd settle for a Kit Kat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fredo, Fredo's a quite dear nowadays. Oh yeah, they're right. whatever, whatever, whatever you would want to buy. I'm trying, I'm trying to put it into sort of real terms. Yeah. If you sort of think, I'm very that, oh, like um, you know, I like that guy. I'd buy him a drink if I saw him. Anyway, I've not set it up. Yeah, yeah. So I'd bet not even be able to. Um, but follow and subscribe and um, try and find us on Instagram on a, an account that like, doesn't like, exist like, yet. Let us know how you get on. Yeah. This, <laughs> this Instagram account that's still, you know, it's not been born yet <laughs> uh, right bye everybody it's capable of life <laughs> are we are we capable of life <laughs> <laughs>